Didn't your mother ever tell you not to lie? Do not lie. My mother would always say, if you lie, you're going to spend more time trying to cover up that lie. That's what the article is about today on Inc.com. This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Howard Tolman, a Chicago guy, a venture capitalist, an entrepreneur, an educator. Our conversation is brought to you by CareerVision.org. And Howard, the last line, the bottom line in the column says it all. And it literally says bottom line. It's hard to tell the truth in some cases as it is to hide it. But if you tell the truth, it becomes part of your past. If you lie, it becomes a part of your future. And if anyone asks you to lie, they couldn't care less about you or your future. Boy, that's the truth. Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, we have a guy, uh, you know, that we're going to suffer with for the next 18 months or so who told 30,000 lies when he was in office and you know i'm scared i'm scared about uh employees i'm scared about the message for kids i mean it's just become commonplace and all the stuff that our parents taught us is like uh out the window now it's that you get away with whatever you can get away with and uh it's just bad it's just bad for everybody but i do want to i do want to say that i have Two daughters and four granddaughters, and they had, of course, every Barbie in, in the world. But for for a period of time, I thought it was much smarter to buy them uh, Madame Alexander dolls, which were collectible and wonderful. And the problem was they'd go out and trade these dolls with their friends, but they would trade them for anything. So they'd come back and say, I traded that $80 uh, dial for three uh, popsicle sticks that uh, you know, <laughs> and I'd have to go out and rescind the transaction with like an eight year old. It was it was very painful. It was, very it was hard. Stuff. I did that with right. Liam. He'd be like, he, I'd buy him this cool electronic that he wanted, and he'd go, "Oh, I traded it to Jake." What do you mean you traded it? You can't trade a hundred fifty dollar electronic device that I. Well, yeah, but I got this, and what he got was literally nothing in return. I know it's it's kids, it's kids. But anyway, look, I this this whole thing was really precipitated by the fact that we had so many people, uh, and we're seeing them come out of the woodwork now, who stood by. You know, one of the things I said is that keeping quiet isn't being passive or being you know trying to make peace. It's being complicit in what's going on. And you have to speak up. And, you know, the fact that uh, guys like Bill Bear or even Pence are speaking up after four years, you know, it's it's very tough. I mean, I'm glad that they did whatever they say they did to interfere with some of it. But uh, the truth is that, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to be first. Uh, the good news is eventually people will, uh, the truth will out. But, I, you know, I, I just hope in this country that we get back to uh, – you know, understanding that you have to be uh, honorable in the, in your dealings and in the people you deal with. And uh, I hope that's a message that we take away from uh, what we're watching now. Although, you know, I have to say, and, and we're already starting to see these articles saying, look, let's put it all behind us. And, you know, as long as he promises not to be the president again, you know, let's just forget that. But, you know, people died. I mean, this was not... Uh, this was not like a, a simple thing. And, and at some point, you know, the world does keep score and you sort of hope that we're going to get to a point where, uh, you know, we respect and we honor the people that, uh, 
you know, were were straightforward and told the truth. And I I feel bad. I mean, you know, the the part of this article is about the little people that are being crushed. And by the way, on both sides, I mean, the latest are a couple of these little mopes that worked for Trump at uh, Mara Legal, as I said. But, you know, you remember these two poll workers in Georgia. I mean, their whole lives were destroyed. They were just, you know, these sweet older ladies who tried to do a civic duty. And and Trump and Giuliani and these people just crushed them, and they still haven't recovered. I, I, it's just, you know, it's just so hard to see this kind of stuff go on and then wonder what kind of message we're passing on to our kids. Howard Tolman is with us. The article is on Inc.com. It's called What to Do When People Ask You to Lie. And it seems to have permeated every part of our society because you, you look at Northwestern, your alma mater. Somebody has to be lying up there, right? Somebody had to have known something. I'll tell you, that's this, that may be one of the saddest things of, you know, of the recent past. And by the way, I don't think that there's a single college in the country that has a, you know, a a football team that isn't in a similar situation. But, you know, we're going to see that'll be a year or two of litigation and disputes and everything else. And uh, honestly, I agree. I I don't see how you could say, well, we're going to fire the head guy, but we're going to keep all the assistant coaches and pretend that they didn't know what was going on. And the players, again, are just emerging. I mean, people who've been out of school 20, 30 years are coming and saying this was this is always going on. And everybody knew about it, and everybody was embarrassed to speak up. So I don't know. I just, you know, I think that that uh, hopefully somewhere, you know, we'll, uh, we'll once again, you know, all of our institutions between the Supreme Court, frankly, the churches and the synagogues, the government, all of these institutions used to, you know, provide some guidance and sort of some role models and some examples and boy, we're really hard pressed. You know, I mean, uh, sports doesn't do it these days. And, you know, you just uh, you really wonder uh, where we're headed and uh, what is it, what it is that's going to sort of save us. And I, I think, you know, the answer at this point is, you know, when they talked about everybody cocooning during COVID, I mean, I think the whole world is turning inward. They're saying, well, I have to look out for me and my family. That's the only thing that I can sort of rely on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's going to be horrible for charity. It's going to be horrible for, you know, shared experiences. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. And, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. You know, it's so interesting to me. You mentioned the Barbie thing, but, you know, the Oppenheimer thing, uh, apart from being, you know, three hours and 20 minutes, what a great thing it is that we had these two movies sort of break through at the same time. And one is this, you know, very challenging but amazing tale of, you know, what went on with the bomb. And then the other one is the Barbie thing. And they both are, you know, sort of hidden in, in between all the production values and all the humor and stuff like that. There's some pretty interesting messages in both of them. Absolutely. You know, and so I, I still think that that theater and film and everything can can be one place where we can go to have a shared experience. But if you if you follow this weekend, uh, I have to tell you that the audiences at Barbie are starting to act like the audiences from the Rocky Horror Show, which only you and I know <laughs> because, <laughs> because that was like a million years ago. Yeah. But, you know, but there are people there acting out and dancing and singing with stuff and if you're a civilian who just went, came to see the movie, I'm afraid you're going to be very disappointed. So. <laughs>
Uh, well, breakdown. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Howard. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Howard Tallman, the article he's talking about, aside from the Barbie stuff, is on Inc.com. And I've got a few Barbie texts. Everybody's sharing how brutal they were to their Barbies and what their Barbies really do smell like now after they've been in the basement for 50 years. We'll check in with Tom Skilling and Evan Lambert's going to join us. There are store clerks facing possible assault charges. They were trying to stop a robber, and now they're being charged. That's after Steve's newscast from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago, Chicago.